for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Living Life. Uh, I once explained to my young daughter that when I was younger, there was no such thing as the internet. Uh, that I first experienced it when I was in junior high school. Uh, but she had this look on her face when I told her this. She couldn't really process that information. Uh, it actually made no sense to her that there would be a time, this life, this world without internet. Uh, and it made me feel very terrible about how old I was getting, but it's okay. Uh, but it is amazing to see how much power and how much information that we have you know, in the palm of our hands because of the internet. And in the span of the last 20 years, how quickly uh, technology has been advancing. And much of what I do in my life and in my work, I'm able to do it just with my phone or just on my computer. But because we have this wealth of information available to us, uh, we could also fall into a very dangerous type of thinking that with information comes actual wisdom, that we are smarter and more wise because we have more information on us. Uh, but is that true? You know, today we continue our look at Job, and here in chapter 28 is actually a very special chapter, unlike any other chapter in this book. And it addresses the question, what is wisdom? And how can we obtain it? So with that, let's go on to today's passage together. Job chapter 28, verses 1 through 11. There is a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the earth and copper is smelted from ore. Mortals put an end to the darkness. They search out the farthest recesses for ore in the blackest darkness. Far from human dwellings they cut a shaft in places untouched by human feet. Far from other people they dangle and sway. The earth from which food comes is transformed below as by fire. Lapis lazuli comes from its rocks and its dust contains nuggets of gold. No bird of prey knows that hidden path. No falcon's eye has seen it. Proud beasts do not set foot on it, and no lion prowls there. People assault the flinty rock with their hands and lay bare the roots of the mountains. They tunnel through the rock. Their eyes see all its treasures. They search the sources of the rivers and bring hidden things to light. Chapter 28 is very unique because it's actually a very uh, special part of this book. It's an interlude, uh, but it's also very important because it reveals to us one of the major themes that we could find in the book of Job, which is wisdom. You know, we all have this desire to be wise. You know, we like to understand how things work, uh, to be able to answer questions, to be able to make correct and right decisions, and to be able to share what we know. 
Uh, today's passage begins by describing our human ability uh, to be able to hunt and search and find for things of value in this world. Uh, it tells us that we have mines for silver and gold, uh, that we're able to tap into the earth and retrieve and use special metals uh, that have allowed us to form cities and civilizations. And we have the power to transform the earth for our sake and for our progress. And this was written very, very long time ago. Uh, the original authors could not fathom that what we are able to do right now uh, in this world. Uh, but there's one thing that no matter how good we get at mining and finding these things, uh, no matter how good we get in using the resources available to us, uh, there's one thing that we cannot find on our own, and that is true wisdom. You know, there's this misconception that we all hold that if you're smart, that we are also wise, uh, that a lot of knowledge leads to wisdom. Uh, but we know from our very own lives and the people around us that that's not true. Uh, there's a limitation that we can gain from reading and studying. You know, I could read about an artist. I could, you know, look at every work that he has done. I could study it. I could read his biography, compare his works with the rest of his contemporaries and see how it fits into this larger scope of the art world. But would I actually know anything about art or his art? Would I actually know what what went through his mind and his heart when he made these drawings? No, of course not. Uh, there's a limitation to our knowledge, to the study of things that we can do. So then where can we find this wisdom? You know, as advanced as we are, and today's passage tells us that we are much more advanced than the animals, the birds, and the beasts, we are still unable to find wisdom on our own. Uh, but that's a good thing. When we know this, that's actually the beginning of perhaps our search in wisdom. You know, Socrates once said, I am the wisest man alive, for I know one thing, and that is I know nothing. Uh, I think Socrates was perhaps half right. I don't think he's the wisest man alive, but he had a really good start. Uh, we must begin with knowing nothing. You know, even scripture tells us in Proverbs chapter 11, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Humility comes wisdom. To know that we don't know is actually the first step. You know, I remember my first year in college, I took a philosophy course, and it was like an intro course, uh, intro to ethics. Uh, but just after reading a little bit, right, my first book or two, I felt that I knew so much about this topic. Uh, and I realized that a little bit of knowledge can be very dangerous. Uh, I was going around speaking with absolute confidence that I knew everything about this one topic of ethics. Uh, looking back, I must have been very annoying uh, to the people around me. Uh, but uh, that is not wisdom. You know, with humility comes wisdom. We must allow ourselves to get to the truth that we know nothing, that we are not wise on our own. So then where can we receive wisdom? You know, Proverbs also tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. He's saying that true wisdom cannot come from this world. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, so what does it mean for us to fear God? You know, Halloween was just a few weeks ago. Uh, is that the same kind of fear? Of course not. You know, we don't fear God the same way that we fear, you know, ghosts and zombies and stuff like that. You know, fearing God is to know who God is and knowing who we are in God. You know, God is our good, good father. He is our creator. He sustains us. And to have that relationship and to know where we fit into that relationship, that God is God and that we are not, it's a very simple understanding, but that is the beginning of wisdom. 
you know, today's passage doesn't really tell us. It's like a cliffhanger, right? It just finishes without actually telling us where we can find wisdom. But it does show us that we can't look for wisdom in the wrong places, that it's not in us. Wisdom is not in this world. That no, much how, how, no, no matter how much we dig, no matter how good we get at finding and searching for things, that on our own, we will never be able to find true wisdom. So instead, let's begin today by going to the source of all that is good and all that is truly wise. And let's turn to our Father in heaven. Ecclesiastes is another book uh, that describes what wisdom is. It was actually written by the wisest of all kings. And Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9 says, What has been will be again, uh, what has been done will be done again, and there is nothing new under the sun. Uh, it sounds a little dark, but it's actually true. Uh, that even if this world is advancing, uh, even though there seems to be many changes going on around us in the last 10, 20, 30 years, whatever it may be, there's actually nothing new under the sun in this world. Uh, it just appears that things are changing. And it means that all the world's advances do not actually amount to any real change in this world. That for all of us, we are who we are and we still need God. That we will always need God. Uh, therefore, we need to continue to place our trust in Him. So today, in our search to be wise, I encourage and I pray for everyone uh, to be able to turn to our Father in heaven. Let us all pray. Uh, dear Lord, we thank you so much for giving us this passage and showing us uh, that there is great folly in our search in wisdom. That any time we look into this world, that that is a mistake. And as advanced and as good as we have gone in our technology and in our ability to find things, that we cannot find true wisdom without you, Lord. So today we turn to you. We turn to you, our good, good Father, and we ask, Lord, help us to know what is truly wise. Humble us and then place us in our right relationship with you, Lord, so that we may know that we cannot be wise without you. Lord, we thank you and we love you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Single soul, the